again to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for queer and gay people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. But hey, guess what? No more catfishing. On Motto, you will see who you meet. Every profile is reviewed and verified by a real human. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Hola, hola, hola! Drag Race is heading to Mexico to kick off its newest franchise. Eleven queens are ready to snatch that crown. So who will represent as Mexico's first drag superstar? It's time to preview all things Drag Race in Mexico. And joining me to do so, our precious envy and Zana Horia. Hello! Hello! Um, Welcome, friends. Um, Drag Race Mexico. I mean, it was the only time it was going to happen, right? Uh, Yeah. I'm excited. Listeners, you know how this works. I am apologizing <laughs> in advance. I do not speak Spanish. I am very, very, very white. Um, but I'm going to try my best at pronunciations. And you know they're going to be bad. It's going to sound bad. But by, by the end of this season, I'm sure I'll do fine, right? That's usually how oh, oh, yeah. we'll help you. Thank well, you. I feel like their names are a little bit more easier to, to like to say compared to like <laughs> some of the Swedish and Belgium names. Yeah. Um, but listeners, I am Mexican and I will also uh, mispronounce some of these names. That's OK. We, lo- <laughs> we love Mexican representation on the podcast. And I think most of my ge- I think as of now, most of my guests who are going to be joining me for the season um, have Mexican heritage, which mm-hmm. is amazing because we're here to celebrate drag and Mexico. And that's my favorite part about the international seasons. Um, all right. So I've never been to Mexico. I, I All I've learned about Mexico is through middle school and high school. And that's probably the worst representation of learning about Mexico because, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and the gays Instagrams in Puerto Vallarta. Well, that's all. <laughs> I don't think that's really a full representation of what Mexico embodies. Um, no. Have either of you been to Mexico before? Um, as a child from Southern California, um, I have been to Tijuana. And mm-hmm. what's the, there's something else that's really close to like the San Diego, uh, Mexico border that mm-hmm. I've been to really young, but I can't remember the name of it. It's like, it's a like Cabo something. But I know I can't think of it. No, it's something else. It's something else. It's like a really small, small town. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a season where I'm going to learn the geography of Mexico too, because none of this, none of these cities (laughs) make sense to me at all. What about you? I'm very, I'm very bad with spatial awareness, so I don't know where I'm going. But my family is, everyone's in Mexico basically. So we go back for Christmas and visit my grandparents, my aunts and uncles and cousins and everything. 
So I go, I try to go once a year to visit everybody. And I did grow up there for like the first part of my early childhood. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give an opportunity to go on television and share their crafts, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a television show. And with that, let's begin with the facts. Let's 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 begin with what we've learned so far. Drag Race Mexico is set to debut on June 22nd, 2023 on MTV and Paramount Plus in Mexico and Latin America. And for us in America, it's Wow Presents Plus and everywhere else internationally. Um, it's now getting very confusing because I have Paramount Plus. Why can't I watch it on my Paramount? It's very confusing. Uh, get so that VPN. Friends, get that VPN. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> just have Wow Presents Plus yes. so you can watch it. It will be co-hosted by Drag Race alums Valentina and Lolita Banana. Um, so this will be the first time since Drag Race Thailand that we've had co-hosts. Now, I don't yeah. know how it's going to be broken down quite yet. What I have heard is Lolita will be the one primarily talking to the queens because she actually speaks Spanish. And Valentina will be doing the runway presentation because if anyone watched this last episode of Drag Race España... Um, it looked like she was reading off a of cue cards. I know. I watched last night. I'm going. Oh, well, let me let me watch. I have something to talk about to about how how I feel about Valentina. Um, listen, she's trying. She's definitely learning Spanish, and good for her to ha- get this mm-hmm. platform. But um, it'll be very interesting to see how colloquial she'll be able to be with some of these queens. Well, yeah, I think it's the thing because she because she wasn't born in Mexico. I think she she was born in the states, right? I believe so. Yeah. So I think it's that different uh, it's that different thing of being from the culture but not born there like you're uh growing up in the US. It's like you have that US the size Spanish mm-hmm. and then you you know it's like the same dialects of like Spain Spanish and Mexican Mexico Spanish are very similar but I think there's slight changes um here and there. Oh, they're they're so different to me because I yeah. speak I'm fluent in Spanish. So I've been to Spain and it throws me off completely okay. so so there's like different words mm-hmm. um and like different pronunciations too so sometimes they'll say a word and i'm like i have no idea what that was mm-hmm. but also like every spanish is so different because i also yeah. lived in argentina a little bit so their spanish same thing different words different accent mm-hmm. you can understand it but i'm also like i don't know i'm curious because i would like to see how reading and Mexican slang comes into play here. I'm so excited. I'm like, I want to learn how to read in Spanish. <laughs> and yeah, Mexican I mean, slang specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet, sweet I, I'll, I'll be like, I, I just knew bad words growing up because that's all that, you know, that's all you would like, that's all you would pick up from, uh, from, from family. Yeah. Yes. I mean, listen, if anyone's been watching Queen of the Universe 2, um, Taika Brava had a t-shirt that clearly just read Medicon and not <laughs> censored at all. So mm-hmm. there's wow. that. Um, but yes, it's just even looking at Instagrams, because um, obviously I do the looks and 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 uh, share who designed everything, even their words compared to the uh, Spanish queens are different. And I was like, okay, hold up. I don't know which is who. who. I don't know anything. So I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Speaking of learning, we will learn that Oscar Madrazo is set to be the permanent judge. Uh, do either of you know who he is? No. No, nope. me either. Um, but he seems like a fun time guy. 
Um, but like every judge on uh, on all the international shows, I don't know who they are till the season. That's then not I either, true. Then I, I either follow Graham Norton and Alan Carver. Those. Two well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, on not like you know, I mean, in like Thailand, uh, Philippines, France. I knew like who I didn't Reese know when Nicholson was. So did I watch this comedy special. <laughs> All right. Uh, Drag Race Mexico is the ninth installment of the franchise to be non-English speaking after Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race España, Drag Race Italia, Drag Race France, Drag Race Philippines, Drag Race Belgique, and Drag Race Veria. Um, it is the second sp- Spanish speaking Drag Race after Drag Race España. I do not include the Switch because it's a different format. It's a different show. I know like the Drag Race Wiki includes the Switch. I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. not do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's included in when you're in Well Presents when it like lists the Dragers franchises it is included in there but I'm like I've never I've never yeah, watched it Wow presents it yeah they're the producers um, this will be the fourth series to be hosted by a Drag Race alum following Brooklyn Heights on Canvas Drag Race Nikki Doll on Drag Race France and Rita Vega on Drag Race Belgique. So there's the facts. That's all we know so far. I don't know what the cast prize is. I don't know what kind of cosmetics are going to win. Um, I do know who's supplying the crown and scepter, but I'm not at liberty to disclose that at the moment. But (laughs) gorgeous. I've already seen it. Uh, It's very, very pretty. Um, Yeah. I asked this question. What do you want to see out of this season? I always give me Mexican culture. I want to learn. I mean, even just this promo shoot, we are seeing Mexican culture loud and proud. I would love to see how they can incorporate that into not only the challenges, but the runways as they do in all the international seasons. Um, I am predicting, maybe I'm going to get it wrong, but I know one of the pop divas of Mexico is going to get a night of a thousand. It's got to be Selena, right? Yes. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. I agree. I mean, everyone's going to wear the same look, but it's going to has to be. It's, it's, they're all going to become coming walking down the runway with that. Uh, was is was the burgundy? Is it a burgundy color? The yeah. straps one. Or the, you're going yeah. to have you're going to have one comedy queen who thinks it's going to be brilliant um, to just come out of Yolanda and then game <laughs> over. And... Oh my god! Oh my god! I see that happening. I can see that honestly. Yeah. Um, me being a Disney fan, I love to see uh, a Coco runway, um, but I know that's never going to happen. Uh, uh, that well, being said, no, if you no, watch those videos, a... um, Pepita, the the, mm-hmm. the tiger eagle thing, is in that all the videos. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not just say like it probably would be. Yeah, I could see them doing a, a Day of the Dead runway. That would that would mm-hmm. that would make sense in my mind. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're going to get a Talia, Selena, Paulina lip sync mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. What do y'all want to see? Zana? Oh, I, I agree with you. I'm so excited to just see like Mexican cultural representation and drag because um, I'm a fan also of La Mas Draga, which you can see mm-hmm. on YouTube, you know, um, but I always, I'm in awe of the looks that they pull out and I'm like, oh my God, like everyone needs to see this. And I feel like there's nothing more mainstream in drag than drag race. So if it's going to be through drag race that people get to see, this form of just like embodying of the beautiful colors and just like I'm I'm a fan of the motifs of the de los muertos and I try to incorporate kind of like skeletons and like red and those kinds of aspects to my drag so I can't wait to see that on the big screen from like these 11 gorgeous gorgeous people um and to have it be celebrated in mainstream culture I'm just excited about that mostly precious 
Um, pretty much the same. Um, it, I want to see uh, how they celebrate culture because um, I feel like a lot of the international seasons have been doing really well at showing the, the like country pride, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think that's what I'd like to see um, on this one because the looks that we've seen so far, just on the promos, have been stellar, and they've been showing so many variations of Mexican culture and it's it just makes me excited it's it's very exciting now you almost have to wonder because usually the promos are shot after the fact yeah I know with this filming schedule that may not actually have been true um they may have been doing Mm -hmm. it during the process uh because they did in fact record the show in Colombia um yeah, the Work. don't That's talk to so Madam Masker okay. about it. She's she, she's very upset about it. Um, but um, <laughs> yes, so I was gonna say, like, perhaps all of these looks they're not gonna be represented on the runway because someone's done it before. That may not be mm-hmm. true. You may have a duplicate because it was all filmed at the same time, and they, I'm assuming, brought these with them. Yeah. Um, mm. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I think it's gonna be very fun. I mean, if there's a way to incorporate like a food runway, like. Give me Night of a Thousand Tacos. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> I love it. But it's going to be fun. Let's talk about the queens. Here's how we're going to do it, friends. Mm-hmm. To avoid any potential spoilers, rather than discussing the cast through predictions, we will go through the cast by Excitement Points TM. We have given each cast ex- cast member an Excitement Point TM from 11 for who we are most excited for to one for who we are least excited for. I've tallied up the points, and we will go from who we are least excited for to the most excited for. Now, this is not take away from anyone's drag. This is just what we're excited about by the initial things. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now, one of us is in the minority and about a lot of people, but that's the fun of drag is we all have opinions and mm-hmm. some Uh-oh. people are well, almost identical on certain people. Well, wasn't it like when uh, for uh, Belgium, it wasn't drag when like you were like low on your excitement factor? Yeah. <laughs> so, and the thing is, you're only basing it off of like, I went through and like put them in order based on how I thought, how I liked, how I was, how their photos made me feel. Yeah. Then I like watched them meet the queens. And for the most part, mm-hmm. the two that I was most excited about based on photos remained the same. The four that I was least excited about kind of remained the same. But it was that middle grouping of like, I like uh, hearing them speak. I was like, oh, your personality like shines so much better. And I'm all your personality. I'm like going, I don't know if I'm gonna, how I feel about you. So I'm just like, it's just everyone kind of started moving around. So I'm like, I was like, I think this is it. I'm sending it in. I'm not changing my, can't change my mind just yet. Well, let's let let's do this. Let, let let's begin um, f- with our first person. Zana is highest at five points here. I am at two, and down at the bottom, one point from Precious to Arjanis uh, from Cuidad Juarez, best known as the Camila Queen and named the best drag queen um, of Cuidad Juarez. Arjanis has a career spanning ten years and has been loved and cheered on by fellow hometown citizens. She loves performing in glitter and shiny things. She says people have bad impression of her as when they meet her, they think she's a snooty bitch. She thinks it's because they either fear her or she is in fact a bitch. Her drag persona is a diva and she is not going to change it. And she has a tit for tat mentality. So if a queen comes for her, she will fight back with words and punches. Okay, um, maybe not the way you want to introduce yourself to the world. Um, 
but clearly precious and i did not get a good warm happy feeling from her precious why you know what it was was as i was going through listen everyone by the time i got to the end of all the queens she was the ones that like didn't leave the most impression mm-hmm. like i kind of like forgot about her by the end um because i think as the as the girls kept going i always felt like the one it was like oh you're okay next girl oh i like you a little more next girl oh i'm like you a little bit more so it's like every girl kind of was like getting bumped up by slightly so i think by the time it got to the very end of my list i was like oh i kind of forgot about you so i'm like i guess i guess you would be number one um once it was all said and done so, friends, for Precious in the future, don't have a um, be the first in the alphabet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was very excited for Brigadine. That's true. <laughs> from, true. From, from but no, they did, I don't think they did Thailand. that in alphabetical order. I think that was part of it. They don't. I don't think they did it in alphabetical order. Did they not do it in alphabetical order? I, think I, thought, I thought it order. was. No, I thought it was alphabetical order, but I, I don't know. There, there, yeah. there's, there's a couple of times where they don't do them in alphabetical order, so it's really like where you're trying to figure out wait, who's who. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zana, what are, what are your first initial impressions? Okay, so I put her at number five, and also the same thing happened to me. I was watching Meet the Queens, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're gorgeous! Oh my god, I like you! Oh my god, I like what you said about this." Um, so I <laughs> I was rewatching last night just to kind of refresh my memory. And she came on and I was like, I turned to my partner and I told her, I was like, oh my God, this this person is beautiful. I was like in awe, she's gorgeous. And like, to Mm -hmm. me, when I see someone's face and if they strike me in that way, I'm like, oh my God. So I put her at number five also because she was, she kept saying, I'm a chameleon. You'll put me in this competition and then I will give you what this competition is asking for. And when I heard of that, I was like, okay, so you're a chameleon, but where does your drag and your personality come into play here? Because mm-hmm. it's very good to be able to adapt to challenges, but if you can't do that and stay true to your drag or know who you are in drag, I feel like that's going to come back and bite you in the butt like pretty early on. So mostly for me, it was you're beautiful and stunning and I can't stop looking at you. But <laughs> now, now what? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's more what it was. Yeah. So I always do oh, yeah. a question of the season for each queen, a burning question. And this is what I wrote for her. She says she is a chameleon of drag and we love a versatile portfolio. But does she have enough of a brand to be crowned the top queen of Mexico? So clearly very, very similar um, mind frames here. Let's talk about the look. It is by Roja Arianyo. Um, I think I like everybody's better. And that's mm-hmm. not saying this is not great. Everyone else has a little more pizzazz. I think this is a little more subdued. Um, but again, when you have a prompt where it's basically do red, there's limitations. I'm a little bored by it. Uh-huh. thoughts i i will agree um of i think of all the looks hers and one other seemed to be like they were a little more subdued compared to how extravagant mm-hmm. everyone else went like everyone else really went over the top i will say when you look at the group photo how they have her placed i think the look looks really well there um but yeah her face is stunning and yes. i like the i like the is it flowers in her hair 
the, the what are there. But yeah, I think it's like, I like the idea of her look, but I think compared to a lot of the other girls, it it's not like, doesn't have quite the biggest wow factor, but I do still think it's a good, a good look. Yeah. I mean, I think this is by far one of like the top three, top five promo looks in all of Drag Race history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's a very interesting bust line. I like the addition of the florals on the one side. Uh, Zana, what are your thoughts? Um, I love her outfit. Her look is gorgeous. I also really love the colorful flowers. Um, and I do like the kind of dripping. I'm a huge fan of like glam gore, kind of dripping beaded. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it, but just basically bloody, but beady. I don't know if that's what she was going for, but that's what I kind of got from the other side of the corset. Um, I think for me, it was, it's mostly just like the hair shape. I always envision hair or like whatever headpiece you're wearing to go out in some form. But when it goes straight up and points upwards, it kind of gives the rest of the look a different silhouette. And I'm not sure if that's what it was for me because I do love the outfit. I think it's gorgeous and she's beautiful. And then Mm -hmm. also I love how the flowers cascade from the hair to her face. And I, I love when there's very little separation from like hair to face. If you can add just any kind of decorations, I, I really love that. I think that was my favorite part, actually. I also like when you look at the forehead, like she kind of has like an outline of where the flowers need to stop. And yeah. I think that's really cool, too. Yeah, with her uh, jewels, too. So cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a terrible. I think it's a soft boot, only mostly in comparison to everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, I can agree. With yeah. That. The audience, more forgiving than, forgiving than I am. 71% to 29% boot. Shall we move on to our next queen? Yes. Uh, this is this was my bottom out here. Um, one point for me. Uh, precious two points. Zana, you're 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 fond of this one. It's Miss Vallarta. Um, originally from the Mexican coastal town Puerto Vallarta, Mexican Rose proudly wears the color of Mexico on her skin. She is a member of Coven de Red, making fellow contestant Garovero a drag sibling. Her drag is colorful and glittery and with lots of shapes and such with a cartoonish aesthetic. She says she never goes unnoticed when she walks into a room. And she says she thinks because she's a big girl that people think she's intimidating, rude bitch, when in reality, she is just focused on her own thing. She says the difference between her in and out of drag is she can be extroverted, chatty, and funny while in her other guys, she says it's hard to fit in. And that's when I was re- I related to her. But I was like, I don't know if I'm a fan of your drag. Also, we're going to notice here, and you're going to notice it with another contestant, um, the promo picture, they amplified the red hue because in that video, that's not what she looks like. That was not even close. Um, Yeah, I'm zooming in on the picture, and you can tell, like, yeah, it looks like they really were playing with the filters. mm Mm-hmm. Um, my question for Miss Vallarta is she's got the personality, but will she have the aesthetic to wow the judges? Because that's the thing I keep remembering who our two judges are. Mm-hmm. Lolita has a little bit of a comedic side, but she does love fashion. She's, yeah. she's got the French background. Valentina, you know, it's fashion, fashion, fashion for her. I'm worried about our comedy queens here. And that's yeah. why I'm a little bit worried about Miss Vallarta. Um, Zana, what did you think about Miss Vallarta? Uh, This was hard for me because originally I kind of just overlooked her, but then Mm -hmm. I was like, let me dig into each of them a little bit more and then look at their Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, kind of learn a little bit more. 
Um, and she's so committed to the pink face and the yeah. pink skin. And it's not just her face, like regardless of whatever look she pulls out, she's pink everywhere. And I just have a lot of respect for that because she makes it work regardless of what other color she's wearing. And so I feel like she has a very strong sense of her drag. And that's why I'm excited to see like, is she going to be torn down by this competition? And are they going to try to not change her, but is she going to feel that pressure? Or is she going to stay true to her drag that seemingly she's very sure of? So that's what excites me about her. And I think she's also gorgeous. Her makeup is beautiful. And she looks like she's having fun with it. And Mm -hmm. that energy is very contagious and just needs to be kept around, I feel like. Absolutely. Precious, what are your thoughts? You know, she was very funny in her Meet the Queens. I did like her personality. It was just something about like her drag style that was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about you. Like, I don't know if it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to like you and root for you, or if I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, you're, I, I don't, I don't vibe. Um, but I do feel like I didn't do, I didn't do the deep dive into people's Instagrams or Twitters or anything. I went solely based on just like the photos and the meet the Queens, but I do feel like if their, if your style is the pink, I wonder if they'll do the whole, well, you know, pink, we've seen you in pink every week. Um, and the one week she finally does not pink they're like uh thank you you're up, you're up for elimination because you know that's the age-old standard for drag race the moment you and, change and, that, and, and do what you do uh do something that's like that they ask you to do then they send you home because they're your story over it's going to be the same thing they could potentially say about two other contestants who we will oh, yeah mm-hmm. a little yep. later um so it's going to be very interesting uh to see if there is going to be a double standard when it comes to to paint color um, yeah no designers listed in this look, um, and I can kind of understand why. Um, interesting. Very very interesting. I think the proportions are, at least in the photo that they selected as her solo photo, the proportions are a little weird because um, I want that hair to be 10 times that size. Yeah. Um, re- because it it does kind of fall into the ruffle of the, the coat a little bit. Um, but again, as you mentioned, she is committed to the pink. Um, but this photo that they put online for her, they amplify that hue because she is not actually that rosy pink. Yeah, I do feel like, yeah, I think if she had gone with a much bigger hair, I think that would have added on to the bigness of the of the of her coat that she's wearing, because all the ruffles, she it's all big personality. And I feel like I, I think I needed more hair to match her personality. Now, I again, I've not been to Puerto Vallarta. I've only seen photos and videos of the debauchery that happens. But I feel like with the name like Miss Vallarta, like this is what happens in Puerto Vallarta. Well, I think I think Puerto Vallarta also has a good, uh, has a, a really uh, nice like uh, art scene, mm-hmm. and because a lot of a lot of older gays who choose to choose to move there because they want you know for their their golden years uh because they like the culture and like i think the easiness of it um as well as you know the you know let's come and party yeah I, i'm i'm hopeful to learn about what the drag scene in puerto Vallarta is simply because we do know that a lot of uh american imports go do some residencies down in puerto mm-hmm. Vallarta at like the hotels what is it like to I guess compete with the local queens and what is the scene difference like do you go to see suddenly Seymour on a a Friday night at at a hotel and then go out afterwards and see Miss Vallarta yeah Mm -hmm. um 
I'm not a huge fan of the look. I'm going to give it a boot. Yeah, I think I booted it. <gasps> this is so hard. I, I, I do agree with the hair. I, I feel like you'll look in the mirror, you'll be like, oh, I look phenomenal. But then once it comes to being photographed and holding a silhouette, it's a little different. So I agree. Yeah. With, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Audience mixed 48% to 52% boop. My question for the season for her is she's got the personality, but will she have the aesthetic to wow the judges? We'll find out. I guess, we, I guess a lot of it will also come down to that third judge, because since we're not familiar with him, is he like more comedic and he's going to be pulling out like, hi, this is the funny that we need and so forth. Well, speaking of funny, three points here for this next queen, three points from Precious here. Um, Zana at six. It is Margaret from Mexico City. The sweet and sour Gemini Queen of Mexico City is a pop star on stage and a beast on social media. Margaret Iya is ready to capture the audience hearts. Her drag name was inspired by a typical Mexican rich girl name, rich girl called Margo, but she thought Margaret sounded prettier. Iya means, and that's it, and it comes from her Instagram account. She says she gets mixed reactions when they meet her, thinking she's either sweet or ruthless, but she will capture your heart, except if you're a man. I was like, oh my God, I feel seen again. <laughs> she describes her drag as magical, quirky, and bootylicious. Um, apparently, there is a word for bootylicious in Spanish. So I learned that. She did a lot of political drag and was very punk before coming to this persona. And her drag persona is a cartoon video game character that adapts to every level. She is very competitive despite always losing. She <laughs> is an all arounder as a model, actress, singer, photographer, designer, seamstress, and tells jokes that sometimes suck. All right, the question of the season. She's got a sense of camp that sticks out from the bunch. Will she be the comic relief or the queen to be? I'm very mixed here because I love camp. Camp is my favorite style of drag, and she seems to be that kind of person. Now, when we get to the Instagram account at the end of the episode, um, she got a following. She, people, people like her. It's so I'm, I'm curious to see how she's going to do on the show um, if this is her aesthetic, which is very fascinating, this, this look. Um, the look is by The Weird Market Hair by Bastano C. Peleculas Landsman, Jules by Ramuna. Yes, she's like a prickly cactus of sorts. And then you have the head, the hair again. I want it bigger, mm -hmm. bigger, bigger. But the thing that I can't understand is the purple tights and the silver shoe. What is she doing? Is it a reference to something that I don't know? Let me pull up this look. Yeah. Because also with the solo photo, having her background be purple does not do her any um, justice. It, it like mm. makes it even worse. Um, oh, I didn't even notice that until you said that. It's weird. I was like, if you're going to do green, at least it goes with the, the flag. But yeah. Precious like if she had done like a light green tight with like a with like uh with a white pump, I'm like, I get it, but skin colors. Yeah. But I think I would have much rather have gone with like a white tight and a green pump. Um she was one of her and Miss Farada were two that I kept going back and forth with. Like they both gave me the same energy or my thoughts on them being like, okay, I get you're the comedy girls, but there was something like that was just like not connecting with me. And also, I do feel like I, I thought this entire cast was very strong. So it did feel like even though I placed some girls lower, it was still like I'm 
it's a strong cast. So it's like, I want to see what you guys do once you're in the workroom. Cause I know girls, I probably were like, you were my number one. And then I see them after a week being like, Oh girl, no, you're not. I'm not, I don't know. Well, what was I thinking? I've done it. Cause yeah, you do that. You have the ones that you really like. And then the, as the weeks progress, you get personalities. You're like, when I, or you girls that you can relate to. Um, Cause I do feel sometimes with the meet the Queens, it's very much, on 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 i'm the greatest i'm this i'm that and it's just like sometimes it's like i want a little bit more because there have been meet the queens where i'm like where they start talking like a girl and then they have a moment where they get real and you're like oh that's the queen i want to see and yeah but yeah with uh margarita i was very much the kind of the same with miss ferrata was like i'm not quite sure how i like how much how i like you i want to see you in action to really gauge um how much i'm gonna enjoy you on the show yeah, and I think both of them brought a little bit of self-deprecating humor, which in drag mm-hmm. is always welcome. That's which I love. Humor. I love that, yeah. Um, Zana, what were your thoughts? Her her personality is contagious, and I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And she describes herself as kind of like a video game character. Um, and although she's like, yeah, I always lose, or like, or I may never win the competitions that I do, I like competing because I like to do the challenges and then give them a little twist and that is what i'm excited for because her drag is also she seems very sure of herself as like this caricature type of person or person persona in her drag um so i'm very excited to see how she's going to take these challenges and then basically make them her own it sounds like she's known for yeah. Yeah. um i believe she's one who mentioned trixie mattel as an inspiration um, you can easily see that in that face. <laughs> um, those those eyes are there. Um, yeah, th- this look is interesting. The arms, I, I are they supposed to be cactus? I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Prick- prickly pear? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this look. Yeah, that, like there's elements that work for me and elements I'm like going to see would have been tweaked. I think I would have made it better. Like, yeah, I'm not quite sure if it's supposed to, because if it was supposed to be cactus, I would have much rather the entire dress be like spiked to kind of give that cactusy feel. Um, or in a way, it like when she has her hand on the side, also kind of gives you a crab vibe because of the way the cactus, the the pike, or, I'm sorry, the spike and her hand are put together. So I'm just like, is is it is she is she a is she a cancer? What uh, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. There, like you said, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of elements. Um, Zana, help us out. Oh, God. I, I am confused <laughs> about the tights and shoes, except I don't know how to dress myself in drag. Um, so it feels weird being like, oh, yeah, like I don't like this. But then I look at myself and I'm performing either barefoot or in docks. So <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I'm like, girl, same. I'm just like, I, my drag style is very much like a certain, it works for me. So I'm like, exactly. and here I am critiquing girls being like, I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> exactly. But she's, I'm, I love her personality also. I'm so excited to see what she has to bring, honestly. I, I think she's trans femme. Am I wrong? I'm not sure. So. I do think so. Let's find. Let's see what the wiki says. Because again, well, I use all my information, for information off of the wiki, and sometimes the wiki is very, very bad at um, giving information. Yeah, yeah, that's um, why yeah. I'm the like, wiki I'm has literally no information, so I cannot confirm or deny. But if you looked, I'm, I'm going to trust your. Uh, uh, if so, that's exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be really fun. Yeah, I'm going to give this a boot. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a boot for me. Uh, I'm giving it a two because I love the spikes. I love the spikes a lot. <laughs> Audience, not a fan. 27% toot, 73% boot. No. All right. <laughs> Next up. I was the highest here at eight excitement points. Precious at four. Xana, uh, one point for Serena Morena. Serena Morena is a drag icon in the Bajo region of Mexico. Subtle yet shocking. This queen has seven years of experience on stage and was crowned the winner of the best competition, earning her the title as the best performer in her native city, Aguascalientes. Her name comes from both her favorite series, Sailor Moon, as well as the popular phrase Serena Serena Morena, which is used to ask someone to calm down. She is the second contestant in the franchise to be named Serena, following Serena (laughs) from Drag Race Season 5 and Drag Race Mm -hmm. 6. She says her drag is sensual comedy, saying she will always show a silhouette with big legs, big butt, and her boobies will be well-placed. And she calls herself a natural-born meme. All right, my question is, she is one of the greener of the bunch compared to some of the other queens who, when they say 15 years, I'm like, but you're 20 years old, whatever. Uh, Does she have the experience to compete with these seasoned heavy hitters? Okay, Zana, this is is the first time you're the lowest here. One point for Serena. Why was she your least excited? I honestly think it's just because she kind of just blended into me forgetting mm-hmm. so it's not like i am not excited about her because i'm excited about all of them it's just that nothing really screamed at me being like oh i can't wait to see her if that That's makes fair. any sense she That's just kind of blended in and i'm like well i guess that means she's gonna be <laughs> lower for me but she's absolutely gorgeous and i do really love this look it just feels like it wasn't as out there or exciting to me as the rest so it's more of like compared to the rest she's low for me but not just her as like a drag queen if that makes sense yeah Uh, the promo look is by bj bautista barba uh precious i'm gonna say something you can tell me i'm wrong but look at her face and tell me you don't see sissy walking hold on let me let me let me zoom in i can see it yeah I can see it, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Sunny? It's it's Sissy's uh, Mexican sister. Um, yeah, I think so. She was one of those, like, I think when I did my list based on their looks, she was number one for me. But then when I saw, like, but then she popped up my list when I did her Meet the Queens because I did think her personality popped a little bit more than the other yeah. girls. Um, and I do feel like, it, it does feel like she's going to be, she has a lot of dance quality because she was the one doing the backflips. Uh, so I feel like if she's in the bottom, she'll be giving us a show. Um, and so I, that's where I was kind of like, all right. And uh, yeah, because I feel like her her look was probably the weakest of everyone's. Um, it just it doesn't read like compared to where everyone else went, even with the girls who I didn't think were like I like I booted. Um, at least their looks were still a little over the top where hers just, it did feel like it was a little simplified version. And I think I wanted more from her. What's really interesting about this look is when we talk about mainstream drag through the lens of drag race, there's always the conversation of silhouette and body shape and cinching. This girl is all natural. She is giving you the leg. 
you are you can see the tuck. She is giving you the body. It's not mm-hmm. cinched, and she she's one of those skinny girls who is not necessarily toned. Good. I love body positivity. But it's also the way that cutout is. It's not and and, and the like little ribbons on the bottom. It's not the most flattering. It's a weird again. Proportions are strange here. Um, I think the neck up, absolutely stunning. The mug is gorgeous. I love the headpiece. I love the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know more about the decision with the rest of the outfit. Yeah, because it does look like the cape connects to the bottom of the panty so i do like that it's like kind of all one piece but it does feel like i'm like yeah i don't know what the end goal was maybe she's a mexican superhero was she the one one of them mentioned like um uh lucha libre was she the one that mentioned it because that oh that's a runway i want to see oh that'd be fun (laughs) that's the runway i want to see now that would be fun. or or that could be a challenge because I did do the, the the wrestling challenge in season four. That's that true. would be an amazing challenge uh, on the for this. If they don't do it this season, season two. There it is. Get the Lucha, the Lucha uh, Libres. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. But there's again, I think her personality is one that stuck out, which is why mm-hmm. I have her on the higher side. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. Um, yeah, I'll give it a boot. It's a soft boot for me. It's a boot, yeah. Audience, not a fan. Twenty-three percent toot, seventy-seven percent boot. All right, next up, this one's gonna be interesting. Seven points for me, six points for Precious, three points for Xana. It's Matraca, originally mm. from Guanajuato. Joto. Uh, Matraca is a visual artist, dancer, and actress. Her Art is inspired by Latin American folklore and evokes strong feelings of nostalgia. For her, matraca is just a simple play on the word matraca, the musical instrument. She came up with this name while partying with friends, feeling that it perfectly symbolized what Mexico is for her, crazy and fun. Matraca was chosen as one of 31 contestants that participated in the live auditions for La Mastraga Season 4. However, she did not end up being cast. Fellow contestants Lady Keto and Pixie Pixie, as well as Visa from Drag Race España 3, were also part of the audition but did not get cast. You're going to hear me say that three more, two more times. Her <laughs> promo look was designed by Avehu, the winner of La Mastraga Season 3. It is a remake of the look she wore for the Season 4 edition. She does create her own costumes, and she says her drag is super cultural, artistic, folkloric, taking simple objects from Mexico's everyday life and altering them to fit her aesthetic. She is very passive and reserved, but loves beef and a healthy competition, and she says sewing is hard, but she can work some magic. She is the other one. If you look at the, watch the video, you're like, that is not the same red as what you were wearing in that promo shoot. They mm-hmm. really amplified that red because it did not match any other girl on that stage. Um, that being said, my question this season, while she doesn't pop off on camera, her looks are to kill. Will she be the resident fashion queen who can only excel on the runway? Um, she looks stunning. Zana, what were your initials? Oh. Um, I don't know what it was for me, but something about her, maybe it's just like her, the way she likes to do it, but the rhinestone placement on her face is what threw me off for me. Yeah. Which I, it, it was weird and it read as kind of just tacky, 
Um, but she's absolutely gorgeous. I agree about the red. Um, I think it's hard to coordinate reds if you just tell a group of 11 people come in some form of red. They're all mm-hmm. going to be different. So I do commend um, the photo editors that made all the reds look similar. Um, I love her silhouette so much, though, because it's kind of constructed so that the movement exists while she's still sitting Mm -hmm. so during this interview um it looks like her dress is floating in the wind even if she's just standing still um Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate that's just smart because if you have fabric and it's just sitting there and you need someone to pick it up or like move it around for you it it just doesn't have the same effect as what she's wearing and I love that she's holding the actual instrument in her promo look too. her solo shot she's holding a giant matraca which I think is really cute because um, she's named after yeah that. very very smart branding <laughs> I appreciate um, that. yeah th- this was this look was really really beautiful um precious thoughts oh this was probably one of my favorite this is what probably top three top four of my favorite looks from the promo um so i had uh i was like i was excited based on this but yeah it's like when she when i was doing her meet the queen i was like she, it was like this grouping, all of them kind of kept fluctuating for me, my five, six, and sevens, because I was like, I like you, but do I like you more than her? I'm more excited about her. It's yeah, so it kept moving around. But I am excited to see what she does on the runway, especially when it comes to design challenges, because they do they do love an unconventional material. Um, so I do feel like she might do really well in that in that form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just it also felt like I think when I went to her talking, she was a little bit more subdued in my opinion i know we hate comparing queens but sometimes you gotta mm-hmm. do it do you remind me very much of Race philippines minty fresh very dry okay. personality but she knows how to do drag yep um, also her face reminds me of the macarena yeah i can see it uh macarena yeah, version they... one or macarena version two I think those, version two, two, the most recent, the most recent, the most recent one. Because I was going to say there are two, two very different yeah. shades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, going to the the face, beautiful mug. Um, I was a little confused by like the white dots, and I wasn't sure if that was a reference to something. Um, because again, I'm I'm going to speak out about a lot of these looks, and I'm probably missing references that are clear to other people uh so that's my worry here um but just the way this garment just flows and drapes there is movement in in standing still um the colors are gorgeous um i again i know i'm looking at a version where it's a lot redder and and deeper and richer than what she presented um but i'm as far as the fashion elements go this is exactly what I expect out of um, a look. Yep. It's a toot. Oh, it's a toot, yes. Absolutely. Audience, 89% toot, 11% boot. All right, next up. Four points for me. Four points for Zana. Eight points for Precious. It's Lady Keto. Lady Keto has a vibrant spirit and a soul of stellar. Uh, born and raised in Oaxaca, Ghetto claims that the history, culture, and traditions of her hometown inspired her to create her drag character. She has mezcal in her blood, pitaya lips, and a heart of cheese, a true delicacy for Mexico and the world. Also, just saying these are the bios that um, World Wonder sent to all the press outlets, so I'm reading word for word. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if these the girls came up with these. 
Um, but I love cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> uh, Caro came from one of her favorite from her own last name, Kiro, as well as from her favorite character from Card Captor Sakura. She then added Lady to have her name sound more elegant and classy. She was chosen as one of 31 contestants that participated in the live auditions of Lots of Matragas <laughs> season four. However, she ended up being cast fellow contestants of Matraka and Pixie Pixie, as well as Visa for Drag Race 23, were also part of those auditions. Uh, Zana, I'm going to ask you to tell me a little bit more about that if you're aware of them. Um, she says her drag persona is a kind-hearted auntie who gives you hugs, lends you an ear, gives you advice, and good scolding at times. She takes pride being a queen, taking bits and pieces from different aspects of Mexican culture, and mixes it into one aesthetic, creating a cultural fantasy. All right, let's talk about the Las, Drag, um, drags, uh, Las Mas Dragas. What was this audition thing for season four? Was it like a televised thing? Oh God, I don't know. I okay, because I couldn't really find much on it. It, sa- it sounded like it was some sort of like live casting special. I couldn't understand if live meant like you had to be there to see it live or if it was like broadcast live. Um, oh, but apparently people okay. who are on Drag Race uh, are not good for that show, but they're perfect for Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Um, what are your thoughts, Zana, on Lady Keto? I think she's gorgeous. Um, it's just another one of those things that's like you're I love the uh, skeleton reference always Mm -hmm. Um, but it just uh, it disappointed me a little bit because you can have so much fun playing with the silhouette of the skeleton that I'm like why isn't that your shape like the overall shape why is it just kind of stamped onto the dress and it's beautiful the details the pearls the embroidery everything is gorgeous but sometimes when you get lost in the details you kind of lose a little bit of that shape that you could have played with so I kind of saw that as a missed opportunity um, and I am excited to see what she's going to do. It's just that I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait. If that makes sense. So my question this season for her is, is Lady Cato there to be the first Miss Congeniality or the, win the grand prize? Because she was so sweet, so kind. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not winning. You, you, you are going to be the one that everybody loves. Like you literally called yourself the auntie. Precious, that's no way to win a crown. Uh, as someone who's lost all their crowns, yes. Um, but I was, but I was awarded a Miss Congeniality, so um, you know, it's nothing <laughs> wrong with being being loved by all. Um, you know, she was one of those where it's like her meet the queens won me over, and that's why I was like, I put her so high. I also knew the reference. I saw Card Captain Sakura during the during my lockdown. That was one of my shows I watched. Um, so. In that aspect, I was like, going, "Oh, girl, I get your references." Um, I liked her look, but I can see, I can understand wanting more from like the skeleton angle. Um, for me, I just like that it was just like it gave me like a quintessential like um, Mexican Mexican gown in a way. Yeah. Well, flamenco has that like flamenco style to me. Um, and yeah, that, I think that's why I was like I would lean more higher for her uh, than I did some of the other girls. Yeah, her personality, I think it was that antiness that made me be like, I like you. I'm like, yeah, yeah you probably you might. I don't think you might go. I don't think you might. I don't, yeah, I don't feel you're going to win based on like how you carried yourself in this interview. Because um, again, we don't know where in the competition it took place. Um, 
So yeah, so if she if her goal was to get a Miss Congeniality crown, at least that comes with some form of money these days. So hey, that's true. Um, yeah, that that's really the big thing that came out for me was she just seems so sweet. She you can tell that she will probably likely be a fan favorite of sorts. Um, she is going to be the one that the queens will go to because it seemed like everybody else in the cast was very competitive and is ready to fight. <laughs> um, so there's that. The look hey, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that that person who's like, y'all need to shut y'all y'all come in every different direction. Let's let's talk these through to be like, you need that anti figure to be like, girls, calm the fuck down. Their luck is by Hector Sarna, uh, sombrero by Minikai. Um, I really do love this. I think this is a really beautiful silhouette, and um, she's one that really, if you said give me a Mexican look, this is what I would assumed to be it um yeah i would love the 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 skeleton to be carried out further um it's skeleton light um and even again the hat i think could be a little grander but i just love the accent colors and how they work with the red and white um she just seems so likable i don't want to say negative things i like her <laughs> um but yeah, I don't. I just don't. Based on that interview, I was like, I don't know what to expect from you besides mm-hmm. you being nice. Not I hope thing. she's able to stand her ground and not yeah. lose herself because she does seem genuinely sweet. And as someone that's also a people pleaser, um, I'm scared she'll get lost in trying to help and uplift maybe the younger queens or everyone yeah. else around her, and that it'll kind of she'll kind of lose herself in that way but i hope not because i i like her a lot too and she's really sweet um going back you mentioned age uh this was a very very fascinating cast simply because um i feel like a lot of them were in their 30s yeah which on drag race america that's not what we do if you're in your 30s you're old well, I also feel like the international seasons, especially when you're looking at these first ones that are being picked, they are getting because they're trying to get queens that are somewhat established in the country as a way, I think, as a way to be a pool to bring people in. So you are getting queens who are in like their mid to late 30s because they've been they've been doing it for so long and now drive for that country is being spotlighted. So you're right. like, yeah, we want to showcase the queens that have been, you know. You know, been around the block a few times to show like this is where you, where it can go for you. Yeah, six out of the eleven are thirty plus, which mm-hmm. again we will you don't see that in on American Drag Race. Right. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I I think this look was really beautiful. I will give it a toot. Toot from me. Yeah, same here. Audience loved it. Ninety six percent toot, four percent boot. Okay, next up. Um. Biasy showing. I gave her 11. I am the most excited for her. Um, five points from Precious, two from Xana. It's Rahina Voce. I'm biased. We all know. <laughs> Mexican actress, singer, dancer, vocal coach, makeup artist with more than 30 years in the entertainment business. And yes, she's 41 years old. Uh, she mm-hmm. is known mm-hmm. for her roles in production, such as Cirque du Soleil. The Lion King, Rock of Ages, Les Miserables, as well as being contestant on season one of Queen of the Universe. Her name takes inspiration from her mom, who is from Italy. Rahina is Italian for queen, while Voce is Italian for voice, ultimately making her the voice queen. Additionally, she liked the name Rahina, as it is a typical name in Mexico for rich, popular girls. Mm-hmm. Rahina is the first contestant to compete on Drag Race after originally competing on Queen of the Universe, and will be the fourth to compete on both shows alongside Jujube, Aura Eterno, and Love Masissi. 
She is a queen who can sing and says she is multi-talented, including reading tarot. Her drag style is a tribute to women, which she calls glam drag. She says she is very spiritual as well as being a Scorpio, so she will sting your rear. Um, that sounds like a double entendre. Mm-hmm. All right, so my question this season, she's got the experience of a drag competition. Will her experience help her find the top note, a.k.a. the crown? I've said it, I'm biased. I watched Queen of the Universe. I thought she was brilliant. Um, interesting note on that show, they did call her Regina. She says Regina, so I guess we will go with Regina because we are in Mexico now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she was trying to do the Americanized thing for that. Yeah. Um, I think she's absolutely brilliant. Everything she brought to Queen of the Universe, I loved. Um, I thought she had a good shot at winning. That being said, that was a singing competition. She's done a live, a lot of live performances. How is she going to do in the world of drag race? That I don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember, sure. like I watched the first season um, while, while I'm watching the second season as well, Queen of the Universe. Um, uh, Justice for Love, Miss Sissy. Um, okay, good. You're, you're going to come on the podcast because I'm, I'm your guest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have thoughts on that episode. Yes, I hope I'm on the podcast. Um, I loved her in Queen of the Universe, but it is that thing where I'm like, uh, like you said, I don't know how it's going to com- com- compare to Drag Race because again, it's a completely different animal. Um, and I think I had high hopes for her, but it was something. Yeah, watching her meet the queens, I don't know if it's just because she's been she's experienced. It was like there was this cockiness to her that I found. I sometimes I like, you know, say what you were something like cocky. Um, but for some reason, it was just like it was. It didn't rub me the right way. But I want her to surprise me in the show because I did like her in Queen of the Universe. So I was like, I wanted to put her higher, but the other girls in front of her on my list were just kind of like I was more excited because I think they were so fresh in my eyes. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think the cockiness also is she is the oldest of the cast. Again, 41. Yeah. Uh, she looks fucking incredible for her age. I hope I look that great one day. Um, very soon. As a 43-year-old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm very excited for what she's going to bring. Um, and I do wonder how the rest of the queens are going to treat her. Will the discussion of Queen of the Universe come up? Is mm-hmm. that going to be a talking point? Is that an advantage or disadvantage? I don't know. Um, but what I will say, if she does well on this one, guarantee you I'll place a bet right now, she will be on a Versa the World season. Like, oh, she will be guaranteed, guaranteed. For a the World season. Um, so very excited for that part. Now, her look by Angel Farfaya, headpiece by Unicom. I'm obsessed with this look. I'm so fucking obsessed with this look. What too, I was talking yeah. about the florals in our um, in Argenis's look, this is what she needed to do. The florals mm-hmm. are just cascading in a way that is part of the piece. And then, goddamn it, that cactus headpiece! Like, it's so campy yet so fashionable. That is a crown. It's gorgeous. Zana, mm-hmm. what are your feelings on Argenis? Okay, so her look is definitely one of my favorites. And I was like, she's going to be on the top. I don't know much about her. Um, I didn't watch any of what <laughs> y'all mentioned. Queen of the before. Universe. Queen of the Universe. I didn't watch Queen of the Universe. I don't know much about her. I was excited about the cactus headpiece because I think it's beautiful and exactly what a headpiece should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and this dress is gorgeous. She's beautiful. It's just that I think once I was watching the interviews, she maybe she's quiet. Maybe she's older. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I was like, I don't know how I feel about you. 
after listening to you a little bit. Um, and then live singing queens make me nervous, not for any particular reason. <laughs> I just get nervous. And like, it, oh my God, I don't know what it is about singing in general, singing live. I can't, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. Even if someone's really good, I just get secondhand embarrassment, no matter what, no matter how good you are. <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with it, but that's what it is for me. And I do think maybe again, that she was a little bit quieter. I'm not sure, but, um, the look is amazing. I just don't know her yet. And mm -hmm. I would like to get to know her, but I'm not sure how much I've gotten to know her based on the interview. What, what I will saying. say, and this may be a little blasphemous, maybe wrong, maybe I'm assuming things, but I think she probably had just gotten Botox when she did this work. Um, <laughs> there was not much movement. Um, there are definitely queens who will admit after the fact, like the day or week before they go to drag race, they do get Botox because they need that that face perfectly flat for makeup uh so i wouldn't put it past her but i think her experience is going to be the thing that is going to be fascinating to yes. watch 30 years in the entertainment business that's not 30 years in drag we don't know how long she's yeah. been mm -hmm. in drag but she knows how to be on stage she knows how to work a camera she knows how to be in this kind of setting yeah maybe cockiness is what it is maybe she yeah. knows she has the experience that the others don't um, but I will say, as my bias is there, it was not the most approachable interview. You know what it is for me also is that the name Regina, I, <laughs> when I was in Mexico, I had a friend and her mom's name was Regina. Mm -hmm. And I did not like that woman at all. So anytime <laughs> I hear that name, I'm like, I hate that name. Anyone named Regina <laughs> is mean. And she said, <sighs> she's like, Regina <sighs> is for popular girls. And yeah. she's right. Like that name is for popular girls. And so this mom, I remember my friend like smacked me in the face with a pillow. So I smacked her back and she starts crying. Her mom sends me home. So maybe it's a Regina thing. I'm like, what? That name? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Hopefully this Regina will win you over. Um, I, I, yeah, this look is just absolutely beautiful. Even the nude illusion part with the flowers, it looks like they're just painted on her body. Um, I've, I've said even on, during Queen of the Universe, um, her mug very much reminds me of Castrata, um, which is why I was like, I don't think Castrata is ever going to get on Queen of the Universe because they look too similar. <laughs> um, but I think she just went very, very beautiful. And again, if you're talking about uh, representing Mexico, this is a look that definitely does that. Um, whether she knew that cactuses were going to be a part of the set that they were going to be filming with or not. She blends right in. She fits perfectly. This is an absolute toot for me. It's a toot, yes. 100% a toot. Guess what? The audience agrees. 100% toot. Wow. Wait, I love that for her. All right. Let's move into our top four. Coming in here, I gave her nine points. Xana, eight, precious, seven. Is Christian Perotta. From Jalisco to the world, originally from San Pedro, Christian Parata has 15 years of experience in the entertainment world with three years in the world of drag, showcasing her talent as a comedian, dancer, makeup artist, and impersonator touring the country. As with many other Mexican celebrity impersonators, she uses her own real first and last name as her drag name. She is the drag daughter of fellow celebrity impersonator Ricky Lips. She says what sets her apart is her stage presence and her fierce and powerful drag persona. She is very competitive. She has a mix of comedy and drama. Now, my question this season is she can impersonate others, but can she perform as herself in the world of drag race? Um, and that's a really interesting conversation 
especially coming off of Drag Race Philippines, where that is what they mainly do, is it's mostly um, celebrity impersonation. Mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued and excited to see if Christian is able to work in the world of Drag Race. Regardless, I'll say it's probably Riggery, this bitch is going to be on Snatch Game. Like, it's definitely going to happen. You're oh, not oh, eliminating yeah. her before Snatch Game. It's just, you can't, you can't do that. Um, Zana, thoughts? Oh my God, she's beautiful. And when you are, she's so elegant as well, but she also says, oh, I'm a comedian. So mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, you are multifaceted. And usually when you think of a comedy queen, you can tell by the way they paint, by the way they dress, but her elegance really caught my attention. And I'm like, oh, she's like an, not an elder, like as an old, but like, oh my God, this is royalty. Like people bow down to her when she walks mm-hmm. into a room. This is what just, her look is saying to me so then when she kind of threw out oh I'm a comedian also I'm like wait now I'm really excited because you <laughs> seem like a really well-rounded artist um she mentioned that she is what she's worried about for the season is the other competitors and that there's a lot of other talented people that are coming to this competition so I hope that she's able to kind of believe in herself and not let the fear of other people's talents get in the way of hers because clearly she's very talented. And this hair mm-hmm. is insane. I love a good sculpted um, stoned hair moment also. This look, stunning. Look by Edgar Lozano, hair by Evelyn Carmine. Um, I think what's going to be interesting, we didn't mention it before and what we want to see, but I'm assuming when we're getting an acting challenge, it's going to be a telenovela. It, ha- like, it has to mm-hmm. be, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It has to. She's going to excel at a telenovela. You can tell that mm. she has the comedy and drama to do that she'll probably play the matriarch the villain because Mm -hmm. this look is screaming that um Mm -hmm. this is elegance it is fashion it is amazing um i wish i could pull off sleeves like that but that just looks like my arms on a bad day um (laughs) so whatever um precious thoughts um this look is just a screaming drama like it's like I love her pose, how she is. Yeah, she's very, she's very put together, and I think that's why I, I was, I, I was drawn to her. It was like I thought, I thought she looked really gorgeous. I did, yeah, agreeing with like her. Meet the Queen was very elegant, like, um, not really, pa- excuse me, not really pageanty, but it's like, yeah, it's just something how she carried herself that was like, oh, okay, I think you, I think you're gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to know what uh, celebrities she impersonates. Um, and again, like that is almost a good thing and a bad thing when it comes to the mm-hmm. role of the drag race when it, when we get to Snatch Game. Because if you have the option of doing so many good ones, you have to make sure you pick your best one. Best one. And that could be hard. Um, I'm in love with this look. I really, really am. Oh, it's such um, a gorgeous look. If I could wear it, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I would go to the supermarket in, right? <laughs> Just casually picking up milk, you know. Yeah. Um, and interesting, she I believe she is the only one to do the stoned hair. Uh so yeah. I guess that that uh, aesthetic hasn't really made it made its way to Mexico yet. Mm-hmm. But don't you worry, Lolita will wear it all for everybody. <laughs> she literally is friends with the designer who does all those looks. Christoph mm-hmm. Mecca, who is dating Cam Hugh. There it is. Um, I love this look. It's a toot. Oh, it's a toot, yes. 
Absolutely gorgeous. Audience, 78% toot, 22% boot. Now, here, here's, here's the thing. Friends, if you've listened to the podcast and the preview podcast before, um, most of the time, I'm very, very good at having the final three be like my top three. Didn't work out this time. That's okay. One, <laughs> one of my three are the top three here. Um, but when I tell you, the two of you literally have the same three in order. <laughs> Um, I love that. We're not going to be talking about them in that said order because I tanked a couple people here. Uh, But first off, you both had this person at 10. I had her at six. It is Vermelha Noir from Quertaro. Vermelha is here to prove that drag art also thrives beyond nightlife. She declares herself to be in love with Mexican culture and art. She has over four years of experience in artistic makeup, performance, and character design has been part of both national and international drag projects. Her drag name originates from two languages. Vermelha is Portuguese for red, while Noir is French for black. She chose those colors as a symbolized passion and elegance. She is the drag daughter of fellow contestant Pixie Pixie. <laughs> uh, paper cut from La Mas Draga is her drag sibling. She says that people will expect exceptional looks from her with sluttiness and expressiveness. She says she will be the restaurant of the season because she'll keep what? Serving. Serving. She is a maximalist girl. She's huge and cumbersome. She was in a dark place with dark thoughts, and this art allowed her to find another purpose in life which is another narrative we are going to hear from her drag mother in a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my question this season, will she be able to break free from the red and black aesthetic to bring a diverse portfolio to the stage? Similarly to how we were talking about Miss um, Vallarta earlier, she is one, along with her mother, who mm-hmm. clearly white faces something that they adore. Um, let's start here. Precious. She she won the promo for me. She was my number one pick in the promo, and doing the be the queens. My number my number two pick in the promo bumped ahead, um, but it was like this look is gorgeous. The headpiece is everything to me. I I love this the whole Catholic hope aesthetic, uh, even though I don't like the Catholic Church, but I love this outfit. Um, especially with her doing, she has like kind of like the sign of the cross in her in in her with her mouth, the reds that are like accenting, and the fact that her her name is red and black are my two favorite colors, which I didn't catch that um, with uh, with Ramilla. Uh, yeah, it was like everything about this look just screams like she's going to serve it on the runway, and I'm excited for that. Zena, and I just hope uh, I just yeah. hope her personality on the show can carry as well. But like, I think I think the looks are going to be next level. Uh, Zana, uh, have you checked in with Martyr? Is Martyr pissed about this look? <laughs> I was. Oh my god! I Martyr had been posting about this person for so long. As soon as the promo came out, and she was like, "You better refer to her as Martyr on the pods." So <laughs> yes, Aww. that's why I am excited to see her because Martyr, my friend, is on Drag Race mm-hmm. Mexico now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine Martyr on Drag Race Mexico? Oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> She'd be like, what am I doing here? I don't want competition. I don't like fighting. <laughs> exactly. I yeah, I hate it here. 
Um, yeah, I'm a huge white face fan. I don't know. I think it makes colors pop. Um, mm-hmm. The red and white is a common combo, obviously. Um, March here pioneered said combo, as we know. But no, <laughs> this queen, I'm really excited about her because this look is just re- very regal. And I'm a huge fan of just like the regal aesthetic. Um, and it's different. It's very abstract. And I started drag through body painting and makeup and that sort of thing. So whenever I see something new and fresh like this, um, with her promo look, the lips, the gradient on the lips, and then the dotting detailing on her face, and then just the entire look, the way it came together with the headpiece and the way it just kind of the the shape, everything. I'm obsessed with this person. I am biased because again, Martyr is a great friend of mine. But no, I'm obsessed with this look. She's also really young. She's 24. Um, she is young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very evocative. And I think blending religion and drag is a very interesting world to do it. Obviously, here in America, we don't really do that much uh, because obvious reasons. But again, just seeing this as an Im- your first image for mm-hmm. Drag Race in Mexico, um, it's a statement in itself. It is breathtaking. Uh, look by Emmanuel Victoria Atelier. Headpiece by Daniel Ramirez. Jewels by Gustavo Helguera. Um, I mean, I hope she can paint fast because if she's going to give you this detailed work every week <laughs> on the uh-huh. stage, she better be able to paint it quickly because you don't get that much time. Um, nope. This is just absolutely immaculate. The lace, the just the, the fabric, the embellishments. I just do not, there's not a flaw. There's nothing out of place. It's breathtaking. Um, I also like how the the crown with the headpiece also for some reason just reminds me of like a fancy phone. Like you just pick it up, be like, hello. It has like that little gorgeous, like, you know, you see in like a castle. Uh, But I can see like, I know Spanish culture does have is very heavily Catholic. So yes. I do want to see how the girls, like we saw in the Philippines, how there was like a, a like, they are very religious. The girls were like doing prayer circles and, and whatnot. So I want to see if there is like a Catholic element that's, that's going to be in the in the show as well. Yeah, because I mean, like, Hina mentioned that she was spiritual. We have mm-hmm. we obviously have this religious motif here. Um, yeah, I'm very, very curious to see how that will work. Um, and how an international audience will react to that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the imagery on the headpiece means anything. If anyone does know, please let me know, because I would love to learn and love to know what it means. Um, But, uh, I mean, first impression, incredible. What I will say, what you alluded to about the Meet the Queens, is she she did get knocked down a little bit, um, because I'm not sure that, this image and the personality behind it matched like like Mm -hmm. as well um she did feel a little more youthful compared to her mother who had a little more poise um that being said i have more excitement points for her because i think she was going to do slightly better and because you know you know how this show works we are going to get Mm -hmm. between the two of them they're going to against each other it's going to be drama there's going to be tears or there's going to be blood either way that's drag right yep um it's a shoot another thing another thing i will say about her is that i have such a soft spot for 
people that you can tell are still growing and figuring out their personality and drag that are a little more shy um, because you can tell that her brain is wonderful and the way it works and the looks she put together. But also it makes drag feel more attainable to the people watching. Like, oh, this is like, these are normal people. They're not putting on a show for reality TV. You can see that she's like trying really hard to, you know, have this TV presence. But I... I think, I don't know, it gives her, I, I feel she's very, I don't know, I have like an endearment towards her <laughs> yeah. that I can't describe. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I, yeah. on Drag Race America, we have seen, quote, greener queens because they do feel a little more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, not a bad thing, not a good thing, just, mm-hmm. no, just a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a shoot. A, a toot. Absolute toot. Audience, 93% toot, 7% boot. All right, next up, um, I only gave her five, like seven points. Both of you went top tier, 11 points. It's Pixie Pixie, the queen of black and white, originally from Mexico City with over 10 years of experience in the drag scene. Pixie Pixie is influenced by goth culture, conceptual fashion, and Mexico surrealism. Before settling for her distinctive black and white motif, she explored another style, including neon colors and bold patterns and was described to look incredibly magical and fantastical, earning the nickname Pixie. She wasn't comfortable with its new style and ended up staying with black and white, deciding to have her name repeated twice in honor of each color. She is the drag mother of fellow contestant Vermela Noir, as well as Paper Cut from La Mastraga. Pixie was chosen as one of the 31 contestants that participated in the live audition for La Mastraga season four. However, she didn't have to cast fellow contestants like Mastraga, as well as Visa from Dragon's 23, were part of the audition but did not get cast. She is the second contestant in the franchise to be named Pixie, following Pixie Polite from Drag Race UK 4. Her aesthetic is very dark, but not dark, bad dark, but goth dark. She loves Baroque style, but also loves to wear Mexico. She is the pioneer of the white face as she says and she knows that drag <laughs> saved her life as she had a suicide attempt um so obviously we hear both mother and daughter talk about uh how drag saved their life and and i'm only assuming we're going to hear that as a storyline on the show yeah. and i think that's very important to hear so mm-hmm. now my question this season is she has a specific aesthetic that she will need to fit into the challenges. Can she make it work or will she be seen as a one hit wonder? Zana. I love Pixie Pixie. I love paper cut the whole drag family. I love so much also just because of the artistic approach to drag um, paper cut does also very similar artistic approaches to drag, which I really appreciate. Um, Calling yourself the pioneer of white face again. <laughs> you can't see that when that was martyr, obviously. <laughs> um, everybody knows that. But no, I this look was beautiful and I'm really excited about this too. There's a lot going on with the headpiece, which was a little difficult for me, but the silhouette, like kind of it, it, I'm struggling with words, but it's the skirt and then it kind of comes down to her legs and then the skirt kind of goes out into a mermaid tail again. Mm-hmm. I really love that. And I also love the white bolero style top that she's wearing and then the added red on top of that. So the contrast is really beautiful. And no, I'm so excited to see what she has to bring. I didn't know she was in her 30s. I thought she was younger too. So that's interesting. But no, yeah. I'm so excited about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The look is by Arjuna Farraya, hair by Isaac Lira. Um, this is really, again, really, really beautiful, very artistic. Love that she is incorporating the green, white, and red in honor of the flag. 
Um, I love that the the arm pieces have the roses on it. Yeah. Um, the headpiece, I'm sure, is a reference to something. The colors are, are, I think, are what throw me a little bit compared to all of the red, white, and green on the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just just stunning. And she's got a really fun personality, I think, as well. Um, she knows who she is. And that's what terrifies me on a show like Drag Race. Yeah. Because you know Valentina not going to get it. She, she's not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Precious, what do you think? Um, agreeing with everything you guys have said, like I, the outfit, the silhouette, uh, the flowers on her on her sides. I also love how the the dress also resembles like it kind of gives you a thorn vibe mm-hmm. to it, but also strawberry, like you know. Um, and look at the headpiece; it does feel like it's braided as well. Yeah. So I like to I like how it's constructed. And at the very top, you have like a, a yellow skull. So I'm just like everything about it. This was just like and the heart in the center. Yeah, it just screamed like mexican culture like in your face and it was like that's why i loved it so much and her yeah like it really was she was my high pick basically because she said she's a goth and i was like they're all me too we're going we're we're going for the crown let the goths win yeah i and again like i i i didn't know where the two of you were going to go but i i knew that we all weren't going to align but that's the beauty of drag <laughs> is everyone has different feelings and opinions and it evokes something but regardless we're all still excited for all these yeah. queens um yeah this one was really really beautiful um i think i like her daughter's makeup a little bit more it maybe i'm just candy mused out so the blush is throwing me a little bit um, <laughs> it's a little too pink for me um but almost the way she paints very much reminds me of maxi glamour from Dragula. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I can see that a lot. Yeah, you're right. I agree she with she that. incorporates color into the face. The way yes. Maxie does the blue, she's got the white, mm-hmm. yes. the color are the accents to it. Um, yeah. She's going to be a fun one. I really, really am intrigued to see how she's going to work in the world of Drag Race because yeah. sometimes you come out with these bold looks in a promo and, and you just wonder, like, how is this going to work? But obviously they're cast for a reason, so mm-hmm. something's going to happen. It's a toot for me. It's a toot toot for me. A toot. I grew up with ribbons in my hair and my mom making those paper flowers, <laughs> so that brought me back. I love yeah. it. Audience, 93% toot, 7% boot. All right. The same as so, her daughter. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Uh, the, 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 here we are. Here is who we are most excited for. Um, I have... I gave her 10 points. Again, she probably would have been 11 if I didn't have a biasy. Um, it's got a bit of, uh, nine points for the two of you. The dangerous lady, queen of air, fire, and heart, originally from Morelia, Galavero, has more than 15 years' experience as a performer in Mexico and five years since she first made her appearance in the drag world. The name Gara, Gara came, comes from the wife of Salvador Dali, while Vero comes from the Spanish artist. Ramadios Varo. Dalavero considers both of them as important inspirations for her character. Dalavero is a member of Coven de Red, making her fellow contestant Ms. Vierta a drag sibling. And I was like, really? The two of you? Interesting. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. She is super confident, versatile, and a huge slut, calling her drag really <laughs> dangerous, spicy, and sexy. She is worried about finding herself her inner demons and being far from home for a long time and being away from who? Men. 
She says the biggest <laughs> misconception about her is she is a snooty bitch and a nuan- nuisance. She says she is a nice person. Um, question of the season. Donna is the spicy one. Does she have the fire to take the crown? There was something about the promo look, the video. She's a star. Mm-hmm. She's a star. Um, I don't know if she's going to win, but I, I, I could see it. Zana, what do you think? She's one of those other ones that I took one look at her and I was like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. And that really gets it for me. And then on top of that, I fell in love with her personality during the Meet the Queen interview also. She's like, yeah, people think I'm mean, but I'm nice, period. Like you can take it or leave it. That's it. And I love that. I appreciate her a lot. Um, The look was gorgeous. Um, She didn't overcomplicate it, which I really love. It can be hard to be given a prompt like, okay, I don't know what they were told to do, but they were given colors and I'm assuming they were given like Mexico as like a theme or Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, And it's hard to get lost in like, okay, there's so many motifs, there's flowers, there's plants, there's uh, skeletons, et cetera, et cetera. But she really just chose one character. And I think that's why her look was so successful, or at least for me, why I liked it so much. Um, Everything makes sense. She picked the character, she took it and, yeah, I'm so excited to see what she has to do. She is young also, but I think she's also very sure of herself and has that experience and guidance. So I'm definitely excited. Oh my God, are we calling 33 young? I love that. <laughs> oh, is she 33? She's 33. Let's keep it young. <laughs> In my head, she's like 24. She's got the personality. Why? Yeah. Um, Precious, anyway. what did you think? <laughs> She's beautiful. She's stunning. She looks like Linda Evangelista. Did she stone that outfit? What if that's a um, no. That's a lip sync for your life. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Um, I also love that she chose. She's the only one that did a sombrero, like a big one. I think there's one other that has a very tiny one in their hair. But I loved how she. I love that she chose to do a more masculine look, but still make it feminized. Mm-hmm. um and again her mug gorgeous and i think when i she i think was from my promos i think she was three or four of my promos and then during the meet the queens i think i kept pushing her and uh, the girl below her i was like do i like which one do i like more i'm all i like them all the same at this point but i did feel like she edged out best because i do think she's gonna be a really good performer when it comes down to it yeah, I agree. She she was the one who screamed drag race to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a very important thing when it comes to a uh, first season is you want your your winner to be an ambassador. They're going yeah. to be the one who's going to represent your franchise for at least a year. Um, I I very, very excited. The promo look is by the weird market, Jules by Gustavo Haguera. Um, I think you've both said almost everything I would say about this look. Again this screams mexico to me i think Mm -hmm. having the sombrero was very smart um i don't i can't you can't really tell by by the look but i believe this is vinyl um so the material that she chose yeah i think it is yeah very difficult to work with and to be Mm -hmm. able to sculpt it this way divine i i so impressed um and just even the the stitching and the mesh it's very fashion forward oh yeah yeah, I think honestly, if uh, Pixie and Vermilha weren't in this show, 
she would have been she would have been my number one because she has that like quintessential drag race look about her um that's like yeah but i think i always love to pick girls who are just like a little alt that are just uh just to kind of screw with the system honestly she reminds me of the love child of valentina and lolita banana Oh my God. You know what is funny? I'm looking at just looking at the background image on ours. I feel like Serena where he's giving me Lolita Banana energy from her promo yeah. for France. So yeah, so you got girls that like are gonna like have elements. Well, that's also the thing. It's like Valentina was on the show what, like seven years ago? About that, yeah. About that. So you do have a slew of queens, and you know that fan base was rabid for her. So you do have probably a slew of queens that wanted to emulate her looks. So right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we we didn't get a lot more girls that like kind of made you feel like, oh, that reminds me of Valentina. That reminds me of Valentina. Because Valentina that probably me- had it in her rider saying, no one that you can't me. look at me. Yes, exactly. Um. Yeah. Th- this one. I'm really surprised she let them put roses in there. You know. Right. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think God is going to be really, really exciting TV. Um, they're all exciting. They're, this is a really, really good first cast. Uh, and that's what's amazing is having these other shows in Mexico that are drag centric. There's going to be a big pool. This show mm-hmm. is not going to be a two season and done. This Drag Race Mexico is going to be here for a while. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to be the standard bearer for a while. Um, this look. I think is my favorite. It's a toot. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a toot for me as well. Definitely a toot. Audience, 100% toot. They adored it. Nice. So there are 11 queens. Now, we didn't mention it earlier, but um, odd numbers when it comes to casting is always a weird choice. Do we think someone dropped out? Do you think they added someone? Why do we only have 11? I don't know, because normally with the first seasons... Usually 10 or 8. Eight is usually the bare minimum, but ten has been kind of what the standard is. And then Dragon Sea uh, Area gave us nine. Nine. Because I think they wanted to do a comeback episode. I think that's the only reason why. So that way they could have like ten girls um, and then not give you a final lip sync. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because even, even France is doing not 11 this year as well. Yeah. Very yeah, strange. it's it's weird. Either maybe they're trying to be like, maybe they're trying to change the formats of the finales. Um, so it's not a top three maybe it's top four so that's why they're kind of doing it that way i don't know or trying to gauge an extra episode who knows i don't know all right so we always end it with the instagram count where i love to ask you both who do you think has the most followers and then i tell you who it is and you're like okay Mm -hmm. who do you think is number one no cheating let me look at this cast again yeah i'm gonna pull up the cast I'm, I'm always I'm always wrong when it, when I do this. Um, Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna say Galavado, but I'm not sure. All right. I'm gonna say because I think you mentioned a, the, the the surprise of their Instagram was uh Margaret Yeah. All right. So we only have one queen who is under 10k, which is amazing. Uh, Serena is at nine thousand nine hundred eighteen. 10K is Christian, 10.7K, Miss Vallarta, 11.7, Arginas, 26.1, Lady Quero, 31.8 is Regina, which shocked me. I thought she would have been much higher than that. Um, Vermelha is 35.8, Matraca, 56, Pixie Pixie, 67.5K, 
Delavero, 102, with our number one being Margaret E. Ya at 127,000. Mm. What? That's higher than most American queens before they get on the show. How many bots are following her? <laughs> I don't know any bots. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm very interested to know what kind of following she had prior to the show. Is she mm-hmm. Wait, was fan she favorite cast? Because I know I believe I know there are a lot of girls that tried out for Drag Less Mas, but weren't two of them on the actual show or no? Or am I mistaken? I don't think so from this cast. I believe um, Drag Race Espana had a couple. I think Pink Shadora mm-hmm. was one of them. Um, I can't recall offhand because I, I, the Pink Shadora and uh, Paquita, I believe. Okay. Um, because yeah, because I thought um, there, there's another, there's a, a, a twink I follow on. Um, not he's not really a twink, but I follow these two guys who who do drag recaps, and they would watch Dragless Moss. So um, I never watched those recaps where they did, but when they were doing their Meet the Queens, they were like, th- I thought they had said like they were from Dragless Moss, but I wasn't paying attention uh, to who who or which I, ones they were talking about. Yeah, I am so bad at remembering things related mm-hmm. at this point in time. I can't recall shit. There's, there's too many queens. There's just there's too, many, too queens. many queens. It's it's if you give me a test, I'd fail miserably. I, that's oh, not God. that's not true. If you give me a photo test, mm-hmm. I could probably do well. If you tell me, oh, it's like, like I, it's, I, get, I, I, I've been doing uh, when it, when it's when it quite set at work and I'm bored. I've been going on Sporkle and I've been doing Drag Race contestant tests. It's like it's not like I don't know who they are. I just can't remember how they fucking spell their names. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how does she spell her name? And then I'll forget half the cast. I'm going like, I don't remember. I'm I love early Sporkle season, so much. Early seasons, I'm like, bam. But the later ones, I'm all they, I'm like, they all blend together after a while. Yeah, but the Spork- early I seasons, do- I. I get do it really Survivor well. Sporkle quizzes all the time to keep <laughs> myself updated on the Survivor cast. Then no one made new ones to update like the new season. Yep. Like I'm done. Um, yeah, the, the I, there was one that was that had 15 in there, but I think it was like they did it halfway through because it's like the bottom half were the elimination order, and then the top oh, half were in alphabetical order. So I was like, oh, they must they haven't updated this. Uh, I so was gonna make one one day for Survivor, and I was like, that just sounds like too much work. Forget it. Someone else can do it. Some twink who has no life. I've made a couple um, like for comic book stuff and almost like it's just so much work. So much it is. work. It's, it's not very user friendly. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, all right. There's our cast. 11, 11 queens. Any final thoughts to wrap this up? Precious. Um no, I'm just excited. I want to see what the challenges are with the runway themes. There's so much they can do. I literally was thinking, going like, oh my God, I want a piñata runway or at least have them break one at the start of the episode. I don't know. Wait, I want to, wait, I want... wait. What if they, at the start of the episode, um, once all the queens are in, they break the piñata and Lolita and Valentina pop out? Oh my God. No, no. I want I wanted to be a RuPaul. <laughs> That's it, that. that's it. I would, yeah, I'm like, I want a pinata or at least have them have pinatas in the workroom, but I think that would be a fun mini challenge. Um, Absolutely. Oh, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Zanna, to, final to thoughts? build your own. Yeah. You should, everyone should be able to build their own pinata. Not that hard, very easy, and they're beautiful. No, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this because I get excited about motifs and anything that'll remind me of home. It's going to be very exciting to me. And I can already see from these first looks that it's going to be a really good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this is a, it has, it has, it has the elements to be a really strong first season um, because this cast is, is stuck. 
Like they, they did a really good job casting this season. I agree. Yes. All right. Well, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Zana. I am Zana Horia at Zana Horia on pretty much everything Instagram, Twitter, Venmo. Um, Zana spelled like Xanax, X A N A, Horia, like horror, um, which actually <laughs> means carrot in Spanish. Zanahoria is carrot. So this is a play on words. Yeah. <laughs> Precious. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as at Harry is Precious as Harry. Uh, the Twitter I think is Envy of Precious. I think that's what it is. Uh, Venmo Precious Envy, um, and you can find me in my apartment doing nothing. <laughs> Welcome summer. It's too hot to get out. Oh God. Uh, mm-hmm. well, thank you both for coming on, chatting with me, and I'll see you both soon on a recap. Woohoo! Yeah, thank you for having me.